He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Hot is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock! That's what we call a sack lunch! I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Jim up in Ramsey, New Jersey, said, Bill, I was at that game, that Rutgers Army game at MetLife when Eric LeGrand was paralyzed. Says it changed my thinking immediately regarding kickoffs. Yeah, that's what happened. He was tackling on a kickoff, made the tackle, led, I guess, with his helmet, his, the crown of his head, laid there on the turf, and he was paralyzed. Did you read the story? He said, coming off the field, when they were carting him off, he tries to raise his thumbs to the crowd. Thumbs up. And he said it felt like thousands of pounds of cinder blocks holding them down. Can only imagine. Anyways... And I haven't seen an update recently, but he had been making and has been making progress through all these years. That was what? Was that 10 years ago? Something like that. And apparently he has feeling in his shoulders now and is still, like, recovering and making some progress. Now, I don't know what that means he'll ever get to independently get out of that wheelchair. I do not know, but apparently he is still chipping away and making some progress, which, again, I'm just assuming that's not real common, right? I mean, it can happen, but a lot of times that's just permanent. They are, regardless of whether we agree or disagree on it, they are going to cancel kickoffs in the future. It's just a matter of what year. Jeff, too, said regarding the talk about cable providers or direct TV or cutting the cord, all those things, a lot of people, I was surprised last hour earlier in the show how many people that are prominent college football addicts like I am, like Tom and Myrtle Beach and Larry and Perry Mason and some I'm not even remembering, but that they cut the cord and they're happy with it. That they get all the games they need. Now, does that include multiple? Like, how do you can you put those on any number of TVs, or how is that? How does that work there? I know how it works on Direct TV, but 
Because I would need it on a bunch of TVs, not just one or two TVs. How does how does that work? Or do you get multiple subscriptions? Is that how you how does that work? Jeff Two says going back to cable providers, maybe our household is in the minority, but we've had Comcast slash Xfinity for over ten years, and we've enjoyed it. Yes, there have been some hiccups on occasion, but that's with any provider. They also own and give Peacock for free. That's interesting. Yeah, he he likes it. And Jeff Jeff's a big, heavy connoisseur of the same stuff. Huge. He likes the NFL too. Yeah, he's, he's he likes the Sunday game. A lot. Tom in Myrtle Beach. SEC proposed pods and rotating schedule. I think I went blind and crazy trying to figure this out. The SEC and B1G have a big task up against them. I'd say between now and media days. And it may be sooner than that. We'll have a feel for the future, I would think. Now, we don't need it for 23, but from 24 forward, we're going to need to see what those look like. Now, is there any chance the SEC would have this in place by the time we get to the SEC spring meetings? That's not the same as the football media days. Down in Destin at the Sandestin Hilton right there on the Emerald Coast. Is there any chance that's in place by then? And I I don't think so, but would be interesting. Jim and Ramsey says, Bill, as many TVs as you want. So they do not have a limit. For example, on direct TV, I'll be watching a game you got to remember, I've got a kid that lives in Louisville. I've got a kid that has an apartment in downtown Nashville and a kid that lives in St. Petersburg, Tampa, St. Pete. I'll be watching on a Saturday. Let's say during football. I'll have a bunch of TVs going. I'll have one go out because it says beyond TV limit or something. And it's one of my kids using, (laughs) I've given my information out. Hey, Dad, what's the uh, password? So, obviously, hey, here it is. I didn't even think anything of it. Started happening about two years ago. To me. Be sitting there just cruising on a Saturday, happy, game left and right. Game's all up in my face. It's just a beautiful thing, right? It's a gorgeous day. All of a sudden, one of the TVs has this sign on it that says, too many TVs. Are so, I don't know what it says, but it says, you've gone over your limit. <laughs> Dude, you're on your, you guys, you're on your own now. Can't you get your own password? Get you... <laughs> uh, so you're saying if I get, uh, if I cut the cord, 
then it should be better. Now, now somebody said that they all will allow you a free trial, which is cool. Can I do that while I've got DirecTV? I mean, there's no – I just – what is it, just downloading an app? What? Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe I'll do that. See if, see, see if, you know, drive before you buy, that kind of thing. Maybe maybe I'll try that. Couple things. Had some Notre Dame fans hit me up. Bill, did you see the Marcus Freeman press conference? At the time, I had not, but yesterday, later in the day, I did. I watched it, most of it in its entirety. I also watched uh, Jared Parker, their new coordinator, who was a tight end coach. He was already there. Speak and yeah, he was sharp at the podium. Podiums don't win games, but but he sounded like a sharp dude. I don't know him. I mean, I know about his career, but I don't know him. And he's going to be in charge of play calling. And you know, Guiduli is the quarterback coach that they've hired, who was at Wisconsin for a couple of months with Luke Fickle. He was at Cincinnati on that staff, and he also was a quarterback at Cincinnati. Comes from Northern Kentucky. Fort Thomas Highlands, which is a well-known, noted power up in Kentucky. Northern Kentucky, right up on the border. And uh, anyways, I think that's a good hire. I think that's a good, young, fresh hire, Gino Guiduli. I think he'll do a good job with the quarterbacks. He'll have Sam Hartman. He'll have Tyler Buckner. He'll have C.J. Carr. He'll have, um, who's the kid from here? Kenny Minchie. He'll have all those guys to work with. But Marcus Freeman at the podium yesterday was very clear. So they've got their story straight. And I'm not saying – I like Marcus Freeman. I am pro-Marcus Freeman. And, look, the big picture is more important than the media. I totally understand that. But they've got their story aligned. I don't believe it, but they're saying that there was not a problem at all. No hiccup. No alligator arms when it came to somebody needing a buyout to take the gig. Andy Ludwig or whoever. That was not a problem. Marcus Freeman said it various times at that podium. Marcus Freeman is a very convincing speaker. He is. Now, again, I'm sure it's been well rehearsed. They're not going to go back on the topic. It's not like it's a private school. I mean, Notre Dame is probably the most secretive big name brand by far in America. When they suspend a kid, you know how they'll do that right before the season starts? Somewhere in August, some kid will be suspended who was going to be a starter. Literally, the reason sometimes never comes out. Media never gets it. They're obviously not going to give it to you. The coach isn't allowed to mention it. That happens all the time at Notre Dame. So an admission about the Andy Ludwig story is never going to happen. That's not the way they do business. 
Griff's coming up. AJC's Dog Nation. Omni Nashville Hotel. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, is our area's premier and most trusted real estate professional, backed by years of experience. So if you're buying, selling, moving, or improving, give the pros a call today at 615-519-3339. Brad Fowler, Century 21 Right Realty, a professional who cares. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio. Get closer to Bill King, 615-844-5600. Hi, Griffin. Joins us Tuesdays right here. AJC's Dog Nation. Griff, proposed rule changes in college football. I'll be quick with this. 
No untimed plays at the end of a quarter. Now, again, these are proposals. Nothing's happened. No clock stoppage at the end of a first down, except last two minutes of each uh, half. And incomplete passes. Clock starts right up upon the spotting of the ball. Are these needed? Well, I mean, if television says they are, they are. I mean, because television pays the bills and television, you know, is what props up college football. So if this is what's needed to make it a more profitable product, then I'd say, yeah. And honestly, I do think those games can drag on a bit. And I do think that some of the things that we see and at the field are, are a little unnecessary. And, you know, when we're talking about, you know, outdoor sports, you know, it can be hundred degrees and you're sitting through the fourth quarter of, you know, some blowout game or, or some of these fans could be freezing and you're wondering why, why does it have to be this long? So yeah, I'm on board with it. I, I think faster games are good. I mean, I guess I'd never really step back and realize just how much faster NFL games are than college football, but putting it into perspective, I, I don't have any problem with it. Reading Dennis Dodd, he said the average NFL game is 155 plays. College football is 180. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, like I said, I, I don't have any problem with it. Um, I don't think it's a matter of necessarily trying to make it more like the NFL as much as just trying to streamline the product and, you know, get the same quality and have, you know, get rid of some of the unnecessary plays. I mean, do we really think it would change the outcome in games? I guess that'd be my question. If if I thought it was going to change how games, the outcome of games, then, you know, I might wonder about it. Um, seems like it'd be harder to game the system if it's shorter like that than than now with some of the things that we see. So I'm in favor of the rule changes. I, I, again, I don't have any problem with it. I, I think that, you know, I don't think you need to be held captive by tradition, and so many times we are. Uh, you know, there's got to be changes made for progress most occasions something that we talked about earlier griff what about instant replay you got a minute and if you can't get it done in a minute play on the field the call on the field stands well i mean getting it done i mean i don't know that's that's another tough one um different games have different camera angles uh i do think you need to have somebody in the booth that makes a decision you know, but there's a lot of those replays where you watch it and you say to yourself, boy, I could see that being called either way, you know, especially on the judgment calls, you know, as far as, you know, targeting. You know, I go back to the Georgia-Ohio State game and the hit on Marvin Harrison and, you know, Ohio State fans are like, how in the world could that not be targeting? And Georgia fans are saying, well, what do you mean? How could you call it targeting? So, you know, the interpretation of the rules, I think, is, is a lot more important than um, anything else. And I don't know that changing the time allocation for that will really have any effect. So, again, I'd give that one thumbs up as well. Also, we were talking, and this is not related, but it does involve changes. I think probably, Griff, in the next five years, they'll eliminate kickoffs because of the collisions. Yeah, you know, I saw the XFL kick. Was it XFL or USFL? Whichever one of those is started. I haven't really paid a lot of close attention to it. Yeah, I I like theirs. I don't know if you saw how they did that, where the you know the players start about ten. You know, the kickers deep and the returners deep, but the the blockers and the um, coverage guys are only about ten yards apart. 
to me, that's the answer. I mean, if you want to protect the, you know, the kickoff play and the excitement that it brings or the dynamic, I suppose, you know, without putting people, um, you know, at further risk, I, I think, I think they've got a good answer with the way they're doing that. To me, that's, if you're going to keep it, and I, I think you need to keep it, you know, I mean, again, I know I just said that progress requires change, but to me, special teams is part of the game. And I don't want to see those, you know, eliminated or even lessened. You know, I like that that's that third dimension of the game. So I, I would I would adapt that rule that we're seeing from the XFL right now. That looks effective to me. Georgia Dog down on the Emerald Coast says, Griff gave a great explanation of Ray Golf's influence on this current Georgia staff. Can he please share it? Yeah. I mean, Ray Golf recruited Kirby, Bobo, and, and Muschamp. And Ray Golf was also the SEC player, offensive player of the year uh, one year and won an SEC championship and kind of disappointed that he's not recognized at Georgia in their, you know, circle of, you know, honor or fame. I guess one of the, one of the things that you've got to be is you've got to be an All-American. And um, Ray wasn't an All-American, but I said, my God, if you're the SEC offensive player of the year how, how, and you win the SEC, how, how does that not trump All-American status if you're the SEC player of the year? I mean, I, I just can't imagine, um, you know, but, you know, I, rules are rules, I suppose. I, you know, I'd like to see Georgia recognize Ray Goff a little bit more. I know his, you know, coaching tenure, um, you know, didn't prove elite, but a lot of good things happened under Ray Goff. Eric Zier became the SEC's all-time leading passer, and as I said, he signed Kirby Smart and Will Muschamp, Mike Bobo, and a lot of other influential uh, Georgia players that came in, and, you know, he was still kind of operating a little bit under under the uh, kind of under the thumb of, of Vince Dooley, who was the athletic director back then. ADs had power over head coaches. I mean, kind of seems like a novel concept now, but but that's how it really was back then. Here's another note: Tom in Myrtle Beach. Rumor is that when the SEC goes to pods and nine league games. The cocktail party will not always be in Jacksonville anymore. I, mean, I want to tell man landed on the moon too. I mean, we, we've been talking about this for for three or four years that that Jacksonville was likely to lose Georgia's designated home game, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with pods as much as it does Georgia wanting to have that home game in Athens because of the uh, financial and and uh, recruiting advantages that it brings. Um, you know, Georgia makes a lot of money on their home games. I know Jacksonville had been giving them more money, but you can't put a value on bringing kids into your stadium for an official visit. And that would be one of the marquee games that a lot of the top recruits in the country would want to come and see. And right now, you know, it kind of goes to waste. Now, Florida, theoretically, could, I guess, still have got kids on their campus. You know, maybe not the game, but their campus is only 69 miles away from the stadium. So it's almost like every year they could be using this, um, you know, as an inducement. You know, bring them to the campus, and then, you know, they're on their own for tickets or whatever. Their, their campus is 60 mi- 69 miles away. Georgia is, what, 340? So I think this is something Kirby wants to do. I don't think the pods have really much to do with it as much as this is something Georgia wants to do, and it's their designated home game, and this is the last year of the contract of the game being in Jacksonville. And I think Florida would probably keep their designated home game with Georgia there because, again, it's only 70 miles away from their campus. Trey says these new rule proposals 
One I would not like is after an incomplete pass, the ball is spotted, then they run the clock. That'd be really tough on a team that's behind if you're trying to catch it. Yeah. Yeah, don't get behind. I mean, it's tough on a team behind anyway. Um, You know, I understand what he's saying in terms of how we're used to watching the game. Um, But, again, if you've got to shorten the games up, you know, you've, you've got to take measures to do that. You know, we're you know we always see these coaches calling the back-to-back timeouts. I mean, I think that's one of the other things that they're talking about getting rid of. Um, you know, th- again, these are all proposals, and I don't know that you're going to get all these changes in one swipe. You probably get two or three of them. Um, so I'm kind of with them. I, I kind of like you know seeing how teams throw incompletions on purpose to stop the clock and all that. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, we're out there to watch them play football and. You know, don't don't get behind. I mean, you can't really, you know, complain about it. Um, you know, it, it's to the disadvantage of the team that's done a good job getting ahead. So I don't know. It seems like we're just chattering a lot about you know stuff that's out of our control. Bill, honestly, I think TV, like I said, they're in charge. They make they pay the bills, and they need to speed the games up. And you know, they're going to have to pass two or three of these rules to make it happen. Well, and I've had a few people hit me up and say, "Well, Bill, just why don't you just cut back on the ads?" That's never happening. So don't even. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's, that's never. That's happened. what pays the bills. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> if anything, they'll add more. They're not going to take away from the uh, the revenue stream. Which... Well, you want to increase the value of the product, and I think shortening the game does that. And, right. You know, it also you know makes for you know more convenient TV windows. Um, that's one way to look at it. If you shorten the game, I mean, uh, and that's really again, that's really where where we're going with this is you know, television and, you know, what makes the most sense for the viewers at home. Jeff, too, says, Griff, are you coming to media days in Nashville? Also, the SEC basketball tournament's here. And if you do come, will you tour Vanderbilt for all their new upgrades that they're building? Well, you know, if I was Vanderbilt, I would have an open invitation for all the media coming. I I would say that on, you know, whatever night, that Vanderbilt University is going to, you know, welcome, you know, whatever members of the media that are in town for the media days to take a look at their facilities. That's what I'd do if I was Vanderbilt, you know, to kind of spread the word and show everyone, you know, how invested they really are. You know, I guess this would probably be the most major upgrade since Roy Kramer was the athletic director there, what, 81, 83, something like that. I think I'm right about that. So that that's what I would do if I was Vanderbilt. I mean, as far as my schedule, probably not you know, because the people of Georgia don't care. And I'll have a ton of Georgia things to write about, um, you know, while I'm there and things that are related to the program that I cover. I'm curious to see it. I'd be interested to see it, but I I can't say that I would take away any of my Georgia coverage to go out there and look at, you know, Vanderbilt football facility. But you'll you'll be in Nashville for those two events, correct? I don't know about the basketball tournament yet. You know, it's something we're kind of talking about. you know, I've got some other uh, coverage things coming up where we're pretty heavily invested. And, you know, if, if Georgia basketball can show some promise, I think, you know, we certainly want to go there. But, you know, the problem with Nashville is it's kind of priced itself out. I mean, it's <laughs> that's a really, really expensive city. And, um, you know, you have to be careful with your budget. You know, when you cover a national championship football team, you know, you're, you know, we're, we're making trips, eight, nine day trips to, you know, Los Angeles and, you know, wherever the playoff, like where are they going to be this year? Houston, I guess, the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, we're like anyone else. we got to budget carefully. Um, I think I'd probably be there. I'm just saying that, you know, part of it's just how bad Georgia basketball has been. I mean, they just lost by 49 points to Alabama. So 
I mean, I guess we'll wait and see. Um, but again, there's other things right now that I'm planning for, you know, SEC spring meetings, four or five days down there in Destin. That's a big event. And certainly, um, you know, the SEC media days going there for the entirety of that. So uh, basketball right now is kind of up in the air. Griff, I was looking at that Georgia-Alabama game this past weekend on DraftKings just to see what the in-game spread was. It was 43, and Alabama still covered. It's amazing. Yeah, you got to get you got to pay for better players. 50. I mean, you, you you get what you pay for in basketball. Simple as that. And you know, Georgia doesn't want to put the money up to get the kind of players that Alabama does, then they're not going to they're not going to beat them. I, I don't I don't know how else to say it. You know, you you get what it's you true. pay for in college athletics these days. And, and you know what? It's really always been like that. You know, it's what you invest into your facilities. It's what you know. Yeah, you can point out every now and then a Cinderella team will win a game they shouldn't. But for the most part, the team, this is really simple. The team with the best players wins. And the team with the best coaches gets the best players because the best players want to play for the best coaches and get developed and go to the NFL. And it, that's why Georgia's the best in football. It's why they're not the best in basketball. You know, I, I think Mike White's a pretty good coach, um, you know, but he's going to need a little bit more salary to work with if he's going to try to compete with Alabama and, and you know, Tennessee's and Kentucky's and places like that. Stephen, who is a surgeon in Athens, Georgia, big Georgia fan, says that he tries to go to baseball games. He says there's very little interest in that either. It looks like they don't care about that much either. Well, the fans care. And, you know, Stephen's one of the people that goes to the games to fully field. It only holds 3,500. But they, they, the stands are usually pretty full. Same with softball. Um, but Georgia's facilities plan has not been aggressive, right? It's the opposite of Tennessee. Tennessee has always been all in on facilities, having the biggest and the best. That was kind of the secret to their rise to power in the 1990s and why they became a national program. They were able to recruit nationally because they had the best facilities in the SEC back then. And the other SEC programs finally caught up, most of them. Now, Georgia and Florida, you know, because of the amount of talent in their state, you know, they kind of felt like, ah, you know, we don't really need to have an indoor facility. We're Georgia, we're Florida. Weather's pretty good here. But they were kind of missing the boat, right? Clemson kind of jumped them when they put that money into their facility about, what, eight or ten years ago? All of a sudden, Clemson became a superpower. And, um, and Georgia was a step behind. They caught up in football, um, but they're not yet caught up in a lot of the other sports. And this is a tough time to play catch-up. You know, our current government has a strategy that involves higher interest rates. Um, our construction costs are up. You know, our supply chain management issues have been pretty well documented. So this is an expensive time to be trying to play catch-up. And, and you can only do so much at one time. Georgia's about ready to finish up a $30 million tennis facility, which they prioritized over baseball and softball. Um, you know, they've held NCAA tournaments in Athens, and I think they want to hold it there again. So everybody get in line, and, and tennis jumped uh, baseball and softball. So now we're, I think, one or two years away from baseball and softball, you know, trying to catch up or get closer to the middle of the pack at least. Right now their facilities are – are lagging behind, and they're buoyed by their talent in the state of Georgia. But, again, you get what you pay for. Grip, we'll see you next week, sir. Appreciate it, Bill. Time in Myrtle Beach. Bill, it's fun to see Grip on the beach in a suit. Dude always dresses professionally, even in Destin. Yeah, when he's on the, uh, I guess it's the Pine Bomb set or what have you. He's all, yeah, he's dressed up. Uh, Griff, Griff makes a good presentation. No, he really does. We'll get a break here.
Omni Nashville Hotel. Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Tuesday, February 21st for College Night with the University of Alabama as your Nashville Predators take on the Vancouver Canucks. Purchase your College Night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights. That's NashvillePredators.com slash College Nights for a Preds and Alabama co-branded hats. And don't miss February 28th as your Nashville Predators take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Secure tickets at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds! The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You can have a fair criticism of me for what I'm about to say. If you get into the playoff enough, one of these years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. The Titans missing the playoff this year was absolutely inexcusable, right? They had a team we knew was good enough to get to the divisional or conference rounds. And then you just catch lightning in a bottle or you have the two best games of your life and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. That's a good goal for the Titans. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The old BCS computer runs on diesel fuel and dreams. We know this because it lives in Bill King's garage.
How are you there, Cosby Cattleman? Strap that kayak on top of the gator and get on down to the Little Harpeth because it's going to be 80 degrees in Franklin on Thursday. Is that right? 80? Yeah, check. 80 degrees, Bill. Get the kayak out. We got two of them. <laughs> these are the big ones. These are the kind, seriously, these are the kinds you can stand on. Yeah, there you go. What's the deepest part of the Little Harpeth, Bill? About up to your belly button? Uh, 18 inches. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe see if you crawl dad, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you can... Ho- Water Hoping doesn't get snakes. past your ankles. No, Hopefully I, no snakes. Yeah, yeah, that might that might revive our uh, – what do we have? we got cotton mouse around here. Let's revive <laughs> them a little bit. Hey, Bill, I want to play off Griff there a little bit. But before I do, uh, get on down to College Station, Texas, and buy you one of those black T-shirts for the blackout. They're all coming out to cheer against the RSR tonight, coming back to Texas. T- somebody said Tennessee's favored slightly. Is that true? No, one-point dog, 6 o'clock Central oh, Time that's ESPN. Right. That's right, the one-point dog. Yep. Yeah, one-point dog, 6 o'clock Central Time on the mothership, really, ESPN. Get your crunch and munch and your leftover brisket ready. I'm going to watch Tony Bowles today first. <laughs> Are you rushing Christmas, Bill? I keep telling you, you're rushing Christmas. Yeah. Hey, Bill, I um, wanted to play off a little Griff there um, and then uh, maybe say something about, well, pretty much what Griff was going at. First off, Bill, y'all kind of – I caught the second half of his interview there. Y'all stumbled into my, one of my pet peeves on how to speed up college football. Yeah. These four-and-a-half-hour games are just uh, – they're disgraceful, aren't they? And Heupel doesn't help, you know, throwing it every play and all that. I said, why don't you quit stopping the clock on first downs in college football? You know, it's like when you, when you get a first down. And the pros, they don't stop the clock. They just, let it, just keep on running. Why don't you do that? Well, they're proposing that. They're proposing – after a first down, unless it's the last two minutes of each half, don't stop the clock. After an incomplete pass, start the clock when you spot the ball. They're saying, how about no back-to-back timeouts, meaning, Cosby, let's say you ice the kicker with back-to-back timeouts. You can't do that now. Well, if all this passed. And the other one is, you know how at the end of a quarter, sometimes – You'll have a free play because of a defensive penalty where it's an untimed play for the offense. Yeah. No more of that. They just roll, yeah. roll that into the, to the next quarter. If you would just quit stopping the clock on first downs and winding the ball, like you said, when the when the deal goes out of bounds, that gets you real close to what the NFL does. I mean, why don't they just standardize with the NFL rules? The NFL doesn't have trouble getting a football game together in three hours. We were talking about it earlier. You might have heard this. They say that the average NFL game is 155 plays. College is 180. The other big difference, I guess, too, Bill, I've heard Watson Brown, he's on everywhere now, it seems, these days, is the hash marks are different. And that's kind of a different game, too, a little bit. True. Yeah. Yeah, Hey, Bill, uh, one thing on Griff was talking about Georgia and you were asking about basketball. Georgia, if you stop and think about it, Bill, is really the last of the Mohicans with the way the SEC used to approach basketball. It used to be nobody cared. When Adolph Rupp was at Kentucky, most of the SEC had an assistant football coach coaching their basketball team to keep their football team in shape. If you stop and think about it, Bill, Alabama and Auburn were the same way. But Auburn, you know, Bruce showed up. They built a gym for Bruce. And is Alabama building a gym for this Nate Oates guy? Uh, it's being discussed. It has not been approved. Okay. Well, um, little. some people wonder if uh, – RSR ever uh, head for Shady Acres if Danny White might call uh, Nate Oates because he hired him at Buffalo when Hurley shot off to Phoenix. Um, you got to either 
get in the basketball business or you don't. I don't think Georgia's in the basketball business. They're just they're, they're old school, the way it was back in the fifties, football only. And um, even Alabama and Auburn have been dragged kicking and screaming into the basketball business. Griff's not coming to the SEC tournament. <laughs> Didn't sound really encouraging, did it? <laughs> Hell, he's, he's 255, 50 miles away, and that cheap butt can't buy a tank of gas and go stay out there at the Motel 6 out there by the airport. What's what's the what's what's the place at Bellevue that's so good? The Loveless Hotel. He can't stay out there and get some of those uh, biscuits and ham. He can't go out there and stay at the Family Inn out there at Antioch. Of course, he might have three tires missing when he wakes up the next morning. But he could he couldn't get him out there at the Family Inn out there, at, you know, uh, Antioch for thirty nine ninety five a night. <laughs> Hang in there, Bill. But Griff's more interested in uh, going to Destin or riding it off and coming watching some hoops. Hang in there, Bill. <laughs> That's true. You can pay by the minute for some of these hotels, Bill, That's too. True. I mean, Mike could do that. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, Mike's not going to be there that much anyways, right? So he probably get five, six bucks a day. Pat, he is right, though. You may be missing some tires once you get back to your car. That's true. No doubt about it. You're, you're, you're on the bricks after a night. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> He's right. I should have just stopped Griff and said, you know what, you're not coming to this. Basketball, Georgia doesn't care a rip about basketball. And it's a shame because there is ridiculous basketball talent in Georgia. There's a guard in Marietta, just uh, just one random year, a guard in Marietta right now who I think is going to Southern Cal. All right, basketball player who's the top-ranked player, either one or two in America. Top-ranked player in America is in Marietta, Atlanta. That kid's going a million miles west to Southern Cal. All right, we'll get another Omni Nashville Hotel. Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639. 
Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Pet Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise. Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. You know, it's never too late to start feeling some March Madness. Be sure not to miss out on all the action. The High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity Bank as they return to Ford Center in downtown Evansville from March 1st through the 4th as the first week of entries into the NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are on sale through each OVC school ticket office, Ticketmaster.com, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. Been imitated, never duplicated. Word smithing like a mofo on college football. It's Bill King. Yo, Starkin, I've got direction, and I've had it on and off for decades. And I've gone back and forth between them and Dish before, countless times, and. Me and Michelle were talking about cutting the cord. We've been talking about it for about two years. Hadn't done anything. And Tom has mentioned it, Perry Mason, Larry. Uh, a lot of people have commented on this, Jeff, too. Tom says, I have four TVs going on the back deck, two inside the house at the same time. With YouTube TV, you can watch as many as you want and record unlimited channels at the same time. Try... One of those trials, free trials on YouTube, Hulu, or DirecTV, and see what you like. Yeah, I'll probably 
need to do that just to see what's out there. Bitcoin Playboy. Bill, Cosby ripping on cheap skate griff had me spitting out my coffee. <laughs> that that was pretty good. Did you did you save the tape? I think he did. He marked the tape on that one. Go ahead and hit it, Pat. Griff's not coming to the SEC tournament. <laughs> Didn't sound really encouraging, did it? <laughs> Hell, he's, he's 255, 50 miles away, and that cheap buck can't buy a tank of gas and go stay out there at the Motel 6 out there by the airport. Mark the tape, yes. It's pretty good. I think the part about how if he does stay out there and let's say Antioch, he's going to come back to a car missing about three tires. <laughs> uh, the best player in college football is from Antioch, Tennessee, or college basketball right now, Brandon Miller. Didn't he play, Pat, he played at Cane Ridge, right? Yeah, that's that's Antioch. It's Antioch, Tennessee. It's it's a newer school now. Antioch High School is a really old school, but Cane Ridge is the new school. Actually, it's Pat. I don't know if you've been there. It's a really it's it's a pretty nice campus actually, over there. Um, and they've been really good in. Uh, now the kid that was just at Georgia, the Mitchell kid who just transferred to Texas, wasn't he from Cane Ridge or was that Procon? You guys correct me on that one. He's another 615-er. Yeah, Bitcoin Playboy. Cosby ripping Griff had me spitting out my coffee. <laughs> that was good. That was, that was, that's just a regular Cosby Cattleman call. He's been providing that for close to three decades. Uh, you know what would be good? I don't want to. I don't want to upset. I don't know if Griff. Griff probably wouldn't get upset. What if we got Griff on, just in his regular spot, and then let the Cosby Cattleman call in? Uh, I don't know. That might be too overwhelming for the show. I don't know if we could all handle that. That might be too much. Tomorrow, Blake Rafino with us. Brett Ciancia with us, and I'm going to try and get Johnny Crawford for later in the week. I'm going to try and get him later and uh, see if we can get him to come on and talk about these proposed changes. Johnny Crawford is a longtime SEC football official, headline judge, has done it for decades, all the way up to this high level. And he's been wonderful when we get him on the show. And I told him, I did tell him, I said, I'm probably going to try and contact you back into February when we get into Feb. And, of course, we're getting late into Feb right now. But told him I would be contacting him. We'd get him back in here. And uh, if he has the availability, then uh, we'll get him on. I do look forward to that. Yeah, I do very much. Market is down around 250 to 300 points based on hike, meaning rate. Hike fears. The one to watch right now is Meta. 
which is the new name for Facebook. Very weird, everything about it. But I don't really care about that. I care about up or down. And with this news that they're going to charge subscription fees to get people verified has some saying that could be up to $3 billion more a year in revenue. I don't know if I believe that or not, but it really doesn't matter. If the marketplace believes it, that's what matters. And it shot up this morning. That's what I'm staring at in the moment. I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but that is what I'm staring at. That's what I'm stalking. Always watching coin as well. Everything in this market right now is red. Coin is slightly red. And Meta is up. Even though it was around 177, it's around 175, slightly under it right now. Nonetheless, that's what I'm stalking, paying attention to at the moment. Good show, man. Griff just checked in with us, Gator Dave. And, of course, Buck checks in early. Brett Ciancia coming up. Blake Rufino, always outstanding. Be watching some college baseball this afternoon. So most games start early, and then tonight might be regular season Rick at the Aggies. I don't know. Might be watching that. Lash Bob. ABC News, I'm M. Wynn. President